Bing bong. Happy October, horror, thriller, movie fans. This is another spooky installment of the Harold and From Blast. You mean the Harold and Modcast? Grombast. And uh, we're reviewing Ouija Origin of Evil. Origin coming out this Friday, Friday, Friday. Yeah, and I gotta tell you, I really, really like this film. Yeah, no fooling. I didn't even have to stretch to like this movie. <laughs> no. I was just thinking it would be, you know, like one of those sort of throwaway horror films, but this for me was like it was this year's conjuring absolutely like we said like we were talking about it. this was a movie that i didn't know much about i hadn't seen the first one you saw the trailers uh, i saw the trailers i saw the first one it and it kind of sucked to yeah, be yeah you didn't like it you I said didn't you didn't, like it. didn't it really do bad. anything for you yeah like a bad you know like a b-horror movie but this movie really surprised me in the most wonderful way yeah I was really impressed and oftentimes jumpy and scared. Genuinely scared. Yeah. So let's talk about what it's about. It's set in 1967 Los Angeles. Cool. And uh, Elizabeth Reeser, better known as Esme Cullen from the Twilight series. Uh, no, I like her. No, no. Twilight. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she stars as the uh, widowed mother and she's got two daughters. Uh, Annalise Basso plays the eldest daughter who was in Captain Fantastic, which we really liked. One of the many red children. Yep. And Lulu Wilson, who really gives a breakout performance as the as Doris, uh, you might have seen her in Deliver Us from Evil with Eric Bana. Which is, so she has a little horror chops. Yeah. Because that's she, a good one. Yes. And she's going to be in Annabelle too. And uh, they are this family. The mother is kind of like a, uh, she's a fortune teller, but she thinks she's doing it like fraudulently. They stage it all. And yeah. She's sort of staged. It's kind of a scam. It's Yeah. It's a, in the beginning, it starts off as a scam for sure. You know, and she's trying to pay the bills, right? With this fortune telling racket, you feel for her though, and because yeah, she's, she's trying malicious. to pay the bill, yeah, yeah. And they live in this old sort of spooky house, and then the daughter, uh, the elder daughter, uh, plays a Ouija board at a, at a party, and her mother convinces, well, tells her mother it might be good for the act, as they call it, yeah. And they get it, and it unleashes actual spirits that were like in the house the whole time. Yes. Yeah, and so basically, the youngest one becomes the possessee, and it first starts out that she can communicate with the spirits on the Ouija board, and like it drums up business, and it's good yeah. for business, and this sort of thing. But it's one of those things where you start playing with the other side. Like I say in Insidious, you get everything from the other side. Yeah. You don't get just the good spirits, or just what you're looking for, right? And so, she, needless to say, becomes the she comes possessed by the spirits through the Ouija board. The youngest daughter, yeah, who get, delivers a fuck great performance. I know she really is, chilling. She, yes, I she is. All, everyone in the film is good. It also yeah. stars Henry Thomas, aka Elliot from ET e. e. fame, which has really made me feel old as fuck. Well, you recognized it right away. <laughs> yeah, Dude looks like super middle aged old man. He is, and he plays like the priest. He's not old man. Well, he he's this like when you when you only My know age. him as a like seven year old yeah. in a movie, <laughs> I know. you're like that's him. Oh my god, time just doesn't stop. <laughs> and yeah, so he's in, and he plays like the priest of the Catholic school and the principal, who the mother has her flirt on with. 
Yeah, by the way. Because we find out that he was married before he became a priest and his wife died. Yep. And, you know, the mother's widowed. And, she, I mean, he's cute. So she's kind of got her flirt on with yeah, him. Yeah, they go to dinner. Yeah. <laughs> they go to a nice dinner with wine and lobster. Yeah. But, but this is, I mean, I have to say, as you put it, that it is like the conjuring. It's It's got that insidious conjuring feel. I, but and of that level of production, and I yeah. actually put it above Insidious. I put it closer to The Conjuring in terms of the production level, the writing. the The director is Mike Flanagan, writer director. He co wrote it co wrote it with Jeffrey Howard, and Mike Flanagan did uh, Oculus, which we didn't really like, nah. but also Hush, which we loved, which is awesome and really good writing. Yeah, and again, kind of like a one location movie, independent right. movie. And this movie is essentially that. There's basically three locations: it's the house, it's the school, yeah, and then there's like the well, they go dinner, to dinner, yeah. Dinner. Oh, well, and then that party scene, yeah. yeah but like there's... those are, it's like three or four locations right. at the most. You know, they're not running around the city trying to solve a murder. You know? Right, and it's great though. It's great, and the production design is great. It it really that time period. You said this is kind of creepy as it is late sixties, late sixties, sort of, early seventies. It, it, it lends itself to sort of the weird, sort of the beginnings of the occult, occult yeah, stuff supernatural. And, yeah, because well, your mind always just goes back to f- like fucking Exorcist and stuff. Yeah, and like those in the Omen. There was a lot of like nods to the Exorcist to the Omen for yep. sure with her sort of being like a damien character there's yes. a lot you know what i mean like there's a lot of little nods that you pick up and you're just like wow these yeah. guys did their homework and they really worked with their budget because yeah. this is not a big budget film and like the movie lights out it was essentially just this big spooky house but lights out kind of sucked and it was a feature bad. film bad not fun no. this movie was fun and the scares were smart like the because you said he edited hush and he's like an editor and directed it yeah yeah and so like the editing a lot of the scares are just good editing yeah where the camera cuts away and then cuts back in and yeah. oh, there it is in the background you know and that's it's really smart man smart editing smart horror film yeah and you know what it's funny because it made me think of something that the fact that he he's an editor, Mike Flanagan, I remember, you know, the, David Mamet at a class of mine in school talking mm. about how editing is the cornerstone of every great script and every great story. Sure. And he cites, you know, the Odessa steps and, and all of those things. But, I mean, it's very true. Editors really understand. And if it's a really good editor who also understands story structure, mm-hmm. I mean, and this guy has the foundations and he, I, I'm really looking forward to see what else he does because he's yeah. clearly a horror fan and a thriller fan and he, he's from Salem, Massachusetts. That's pretty awesome. By the way. We which, should interview him. Yeah. Hey, shout out there. Mike Flanagan. Mike well, Flanagan. Because he really took a, a, a franchise that already existed and made it his own movie because it is a prequel. So they go back to the 60s. So, because the, the, the original film is like modern day teenagers playing with a Ouija board, right? Yes. And so this movie well, is... But it's completely tied into this origin yeah, story. Yeah, it is an origin story. Yeah. Lynn Shay, who we love and we have an, we interviewed yeah, a couple years ago. Yeah, she did a movie ago. with my sister. She is in the pre- its predecessor, Ouija. Yeah. And she is actually the daughter, the elder daughter, Lena, played by Annalise Basso. In the future. She is her yeah. as an old older woman we're not going to tell you why or what happens but it, she it's she's credited for this movie but i don't Which remember her in it maybe no. it, she was cut out but she's definitely in the next in the other one yeah and uh they 
it's it's very much tied to this. It's the origin of that film, but sadly that film was Isn't just all kind that. of like a bad teenage horror movie. Yeah, and this movie's like really stands out on its own. It's almost like doesn't even need to be a predecessor. Like if this was just the Ouija board movie of nineteen sixty seven yeah. by itself, that would have been enough for me. You well, know you don't even need to know that other movie exists I didn't see almost. It. I haven't yeah, seen it. you don't. And it, this was, is standalone. And this movie's totally stood alone. I haven't seen it. I remember it coming out and just sort of passing me by like yeah. oh, okay, maybe I'll see that on Netflix. You it, know, it's whatever. playing on HBO a lot right now so but you can catch it if you do it was uh this movie on, on its own is really stands out as one to go see in theaters especially over halloween for yeah. sure because i we kind of missed uh the halloween or not the Halloween summer horror film there wasn't one that really stood out this summer i love seeing horror movies well, we in the saw summer. lights out but we, it, didn't, but like we it. didn't like it and we saw don't breathe but don't breathe isn't really a horror movie to me it was, but it's a thriller that we it's liked. It's a thriller. We liked it. And then, well, we saw a few. We saw The Neighbor with your starring your sister, which is really good, which is Oh, thriller. yeah, that's great. And then, but a lot of these were streaming. The Invitation and Hush were ones we reviewed this summer. Yeah, but those movies didn't come out this summer. I'm talking True. about like going to the theater, a horror movie in the summer or in now in October. Lights Out. Lights Out. Yeah. And it was caca. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and this movie coming out right before Halloween is smart and it's a fucking good movie. Yeah. It's not like, well, since it's Halloween, I'll go see a horror movie. Like, no, you should see this movie anyway. Yes. I mean, even if you're not a fan of... That's what The Conjuring did. Not so much Insidious. I think with Insidious, you kind of have to be a fan of the genre more. More. But with Conjuring, you could go see that just as a movie fan or wanting to go see a movie. And I think this is the same. It is. You can go see this and get a good experience out of this film. And you're genuinely going to be scared. I mean, oh, I, yeah. I did the thing where I put my hands over my yeah, face a did. lot. I did. did. I can't believe you did. It was funny. <laughs> you were really scared. But we should say the people, it was like a screening. And so most of the people had free tickets that they won from yeah. K-Rock Radio because they were there. And um, so it's a large, you know, sampling of people. It's right. not all just diehard horror fans in there. And people were sort of talking like, oh, fuck. Like people yeah, were giggling were nervously. Like the whole... It got Theater. applause at the end too. yeah the whole theater was into it and it was all like old people and this kind of you know whatever people, old people. well there were there was these old <laughs> there were people. young people too. there was young yeah. people there was some like you know like senior citizens in yeah there. it was but, a big demographic yeah it was and people were genuinely like oh fuck me like people were spooked and it's a spooky film yeah. and i was really impressed because you could tell it's not a huge budget but it shows you that if the script's good and the editing is good you don't need to have a huge huge budget no. to make a horror film and there's no real blood there's no gore. It's not a slasher film. No. There's some creepy imagery. And then who's his name, Toby? Doug, uh, Doug, Doug Jones. Doug Jones plays Marcus, who is basically like the evil spirit that possesses the little girl. And and you will know him as Abe from Sabian everything. from Hellboy. But like from everything. He basically is like a professional movie monster. Right. He started, I think is one of his first movies, he plays the sort of reanimated corpse in Hocus Pocus. Oh. And he, he the one that, the, that Bette Midler brings out of the grave and he started in that and he's been doing basically horror monster like practical you know acting yeah he's for 30 awesome. years yeah and he plays like you get that guy he's like the go-to guy he's sort of like what andy circus is to cgi mm-hmm. is what he is to like practical monsters you know yeah I mean? yeah andy circus plays every goddamn thing from Gollum to the planet of the apes where right. he, this guy uh, the- doug jones does the same shit but with makeup and shit yeah you know and casting that creepy possessed guy that he plays is is 
terrifying. terrifying. The way they do the reveal with him. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, because there's these really tense moments where she's sitting at the Ouija board and the little sort of dial, she lifts it up and looks through the glass piece of it and they just show her eye looking through it and then sometimes they'll cut to what she's seeing like through the little yeah. lens. And it's that, those moments, it's just smart filmmaking. Yeah. To like, are they going to show what she's looking at? Are we going <laughs> to see if there's anything with that she's looking at while she's looking through the little Oculus thing? Yeah. You know, it's really smart. It's smart, scary filmmaking. And it's not predictable, really. I mean, mm. you're definitely scared. Like you, the, the jump scares are clever. You don't see them coming. No. They hit you at weird times, and it's very smart filmmaking. Like Hush, it Hush is. was Hush really was scary and terrifying. And, and there it's was good three, writing. four characters. This movie has five characters. You yeah, know what I mean? something like that. It's smart. It is smart. You know, they have the priest sort of be the sort of exorcist. You know, they didn't because he, he, there's one point where he's like, I contacted the archdiocese, so I thought they were going to do that whole thing where you know, like Oculus where they have the whole ghost watchers show up and oh, right. you know, I thought that was going to go that route and it didn't even get that far it didn't and need it didn't to. need to yeah. yeah and you know they reveal what's what's been going on in this house like way back from after World War II and Which the house creepy. yeah the house really is horrible really actually. disturbing history inside the house the whole time yeah. they didn't even know it you know uh, I wanted to also point out uh, the composers of the film, the Newton brothers. Uh, they also did Oculus as well. And they, the score was really, really good, really good and added to the produ- high production value of it. Yeah, it made it feel really high production value. There's, uh, if you go to our Twitter, which is at Harold Modcast, we posted a link of this video of the making of the score for this film. And they talk mm. about it. It's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that w- I mean, just that was one of the many elements of the film that the production value was high. And yeah. th- you can tell everyone involved is a fan is a of fan. this genre and also just I- at the end of or the day. Or just has good taste. Good, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. But at the end of the day, it's all about the story and the script. Yep. And they wrote a good script. Yeah. And they executed it well, like the vision of it with the editing and with the score. They clearly probably worked really closely with the director and writer yeah. to score the film. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like things like that, they make a difference, especially when you don't have an endless you know, money supply. Right. Well, and the costume design was really great. Too. Yeah, it was really true to the era. Yep. And everything about the cars, you know, the, the, you know, the set dressing and stuff. Yeah. It was really smart. Yeah. I, I mean, was impressed. I would give it an 8.5. Yeah, I'd give it an 8.5 for sure. Solid, no Solid. question. It wasn't too long. It didn't drag ass. You know, it was definitely about, you know, just that nice 90-minute movie. Yeah. It's nice to see that, you know, we can still make a fucking 90-minute movie nowadays. Yeah, Everything and has to be can. 120 minutes. I know, you can. It's just, a lot of times these movies at 120 minutes, it's, you just, like, see that they're not editing enough. Yeah. They're not editing down enough. I don't need to go to see a 120-minute movie, especially well, a horror film. This guy's an editor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Keep it a, 90 minutes. Keep it fucking snappy scare us and then you know Bob's your uncle so uh, big justice for Ouija origin of evil we give it an 8.5 big justice to K-Rock we got free t-shirts oh yeah thanks (laughs) K-Rock and Universal Studios and and, uh, Costa Communications thank you shout out shout out alright that's it for us see you next time Ha, 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 ha,